Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensa Wood. Good God. So, if you are online, um, share it with someone, invite them, tell them it's time for the Word of God. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. He says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. Notice this. That the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake. That the life of Jesus also may be made manifest in our mortal flesh. He says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. And this time of the year is a time to pause and really to thank God for what he has done. The Bible talks about the fact that when ten lepers were healed, only one returned to give praise and thanks to God. And here he's talking about the fact that we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. He says we are hard pressed on every side, yet we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. This is the Apostle Paul um, writing to the Corinthians, and he knows exactly what he's talking about. And he says that we have this treasure in jars of clay. Paul is describing what God has put in each and every one of us who are children of the Most High God. The treasure that we have in us is a great treasure. And this year and sometime in your life, you may have gone through different seasons. Some are good, some may not be so good. But he says that we are pressed on every side but not crushed. The pressures of life that come to all of us, whether you are a child of God, uh, you see the difference between you and the Apostle Paul is that when the pressure is on, he keeps moving on. And so many times... When the pressures of life come, there is the tendency to be in despair. There is the tendency to throw in the towel. But he said that, look, we are pressed, but we are not going to be crushed. We are not going to fall into despair. And no matter who you are, watching or wherever you may be, at this point, sometimes and when we get to this point in the year, there is the tendency to look back and to get, get into hopelessness and into despair. But I can assure you by the word of the living God that we serve a God who is alive. I said we serve a God who is alive. I said we serve a God who is alive. And he will show himself strong on your behalf. The, in, 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 the, in the original Greek, the word for afflicted means to be brought into difficulties, trouble, distress, or suffering. The term cross is similar but speaks of being afflicted or destroyed to the point of total hopelessness. 
It describes being in a situation without any hope of escape or survival. And so many times, the Apostle Paul came to that point. To the point of total hopelessness. And when you get to that point, you only have to look to the Lord. And, and, and you see, uh, one time, some, somebody went to um, a place where they make... Um, jars uh, and different things out of clay. And he, no he noticed that some of them were really made with, I mean, were, looked very brilliant. And then others looked very dull and not so good. So he asked the porter, what, what is the difference? And the porter said, the difference is the difference in the one that you call and look appears very nice and good is because they have gone through the furnace, the burning furnace. Uh, you see, one time, Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego in, in the Old Testament, uh, the Nebuchadnezzar set up a, a, an image and said that everyone should bow to that image. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said that, look, we are not going to bow down to that image. If, even if you throw us into the fire and God does not deliver, we are not going to bow down. That is the place that we must get to in our walk as children of God and say, look, no matter what happens, I serve the Lord Jesus Christ. They threw them into the fire, but thank God in the midst of the burning furnace, the fiery furnace, the king rubbed his eyes and he saw, wow, he said, I threw three people in there, but now I see four. And sometimes in life, it feels that you are going through the fiery burning furnace. But how would you know God's deliverance if you have not been through the burning furnace? And in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, no matter what you may be faced with or going through, may God himself come through for you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I said, may God come through for you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Andre Crouch sang this song, and, and we, we sing it all the time. He says, through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I have learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned. To depend upon the Lord. I may not be an award-winning singer, but I can sing some. <laughs> if I put myself to it. <laughs> Through it all, may you see and testify of the hand of God at work in your life. We serve a faithful God. He said he will never leave us nor forsake us. I mean, think about Jesus Christ. When he came, he walked through the earth, and similar to Paul, I mean, the religious leaders of the days pursued him till he was sent to the cross. But think about it. Because he went through that process, the Bible says that God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess to the glory of God the Father. 
Because he humbled himself and went through the process. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 11. Now you and I have come into the kingdom of God, and the Bible calls him the firstborn amongst many brethren. Because Jesus Christ was willing to lay down his life and go through the process, my Lord and my God, now, so every day, so many people are being added into the kingdom of God. There is something that happens when we walk with God and we are determined that no matter what, we will keep pressing on with the Lord. Notice what the Bible says in Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. The difference is how we respond when we are being pressed. Romans chapter 5, verse 3. He says, And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. He says, we glory in tribulations. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, endurance, and perseverance character, and character hope. It is when you go through that we will find out, and God will find out what you are made out of. How can you get to the place where you glory in tribulations, in tests, in trials? Because he says that it produces hope. As you go through the process, you realize that God is on your side and there is hope for you and you will be delivered. That's what makes the difference. He says that we also glory in tribulation because we know that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope and this hope does not disappoint god will not disappoint you if you persevere it makes all the difference in our walk with the lord when the children of israel were going through the wilderness god said to them you see most of the people that started out on the journey did not end in the promised land. The promised land was the destination where God was sending them. But notice how God describes the journey that he was sending them on. Perseverance produces character. The Bible says that in Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 2, he says, And you shall remember the, that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandment or not. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Your garments did not wear out on you, nor did your foot swell these 40 years. 
you should know in your heart that as a man chastens his son, so the Lord your God chastens you. He says that the reason why he led them into the wilderness was to test them and to check what was in their heart, their character. But while these people were in the wilderness, most of them did not make it. Why did, not, did they not make it? They started murmuring and complaining. And in some cases, they wanted to go back to Egypt. They, wanted, they were saying that, look, Egypt was better. You see that the, the reason why they were in the wilderness, it has a purpose. There is a purpose for being in the wilderness. It has a reason. You are on the, the, the way to the promised land. Whether you make it or not depends on how you handle the wilderness. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that in the wilderness seasons of life, may you take advantage of it and develop character. May you take advantage of it and come out of the, like the, like the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, come out of the fiery furnace with not even the smell of smoke on you. And may you end up in the place that God has ordained for you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So he wants us and says to us in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, Verse 10, he, he, he says that we should not, I mean, if we start from verse, verse 9, he says, Nor let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted, and were destroyed by serpent. Nor complain, as some of them also complained, and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now all these things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our admonition upon whom the end of the ages have come. He said, don't end up like these people. Complain and murmur like them and be destroyed. Being destroyed is, is, not, is, not, is, not, is, not, a, is not a funny thing. You will make it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. When, you see, these people kept complaining and murmuring. For instance, when they, got to the, when they got to the wall of Jericho, I'm sure God knew these people, how they are. Uh, and, uh, and they had been complaining in memory. So when they, when they got there, he said, go around the wall uh, of Jericho. And when you go around the wall of Jericho, don't, 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 I mean, for the first six days, everybody should go in silence. Because he knew these people. If, they, if he lets them talk, some people will start saying, ah, what is the sense in doing this? What is the use of... We going around the walls of Jericho. Uh, they will talk unbelief and nullify the whole thing. So God said, you keep quiet. Sometimes, if that, sometimes a good thing to do, you just keep quiet. <laughs> just, just, just keep quiet. So they went around in silence. And by the end of the seven days, God was building something in them. In obedience to the word of the living God, the walls of Jericho came down. And in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, as you cooperate with God and refuse to murmur and complain, may God show up on your behalf in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Sometimes what, what starts, what starts the, 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 the despair and the complaining and the murmuring is when you start to compare yourself with somebody else. It's, it causes so many problems. 
Why does this person have this and I don't have this? Why it is why this? Why that? So instead of looking to the Lord, now you are comparing yourself to the next person. Because we all have the same goal. And God will show himself strong on your behalf. When you compare yourself and begin to I mean, instead of having a heart of gratitude, now you begin to look at what you don't have. But if you can get to the place where you look at what you have and what God has done, and lift up your hands and say, Father, I thank you. I know I am on my way to the promised land. This might be like the wilderness. But even in the midst of the wilderness, I thank you for the manna and the miracles along the way. I thank you for your supply along the way. Very, very, very important. Once you become grateful, it takes away the heart of ingratitude gratitude and you begin to look to the Lord. Notice what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 12. He says, for we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. We dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. It's not a wise thing to do. Why does this person have this gift and I don't have this gift? Why are they being blessed by God with this gift and I don't have it? That everybody coming into the world is endowed with something by God. And there is something unique about you. I mean, it's even said of twins that they don't have the same fingerprints. So each and every one of us has something that is unique about us. And it is when we begin to look to the Lord and thank God for what he has done. It takes away the memory, the the complaining, and the comparison. You see, it makes all the difference. Why do they have this car and I don't have this car? They have this and I don't have that. But you have something also. God has been so good to you. And I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus that in this season, may we thank him and may we give him the praise in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Stay on God's side. Because some of the things, sometimes you may not have the full picture and you may not understand, but always stay on God's side. Job, I mean, went through a difficult season. I mean, Bible scholars tell us that, it, that his account lasted for, at the most, nine, I mean, I mean, I mean between, at the most, a year. It says about nine months. And at some point, he did not understand what was going on. It seemed in a short span of time, he had lost everything. But when he did not understand, the Bible says, Job described it this way. James, this was, this was Job's description in Job chapter 1, verse 22. He says this, In all this, 
Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. Lord, I may not understand everything. But he did not sin or charge God with wrong. It's easy to blame God. I can assure you that God is not your problem. <laughs> He's the one that can help you in all of this. Job did not sin nor charge God with wrong. And the Bible says, this is Dr. James. I like to call him Dr. James. James chapter 5, <laughs> verse 11. He says that, indeed, we count them blessed who endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord. That the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. I like the phrase, the end intended by the Lord. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord. Always stay on God's side. I repeat it again. Always stay on God's side. Lord, I may not have the full picture. I may not understand everything, but I'm on your side. I trust that you are a good God. I trust that you are a merciful God. He says that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. The end intended by the Lord. Job got to the place. In the midst of all of this, notice what, he, what his confession was. He says, Job 23 verse 10, he says, But he knows the way that I take. And when he has tested me, I shall come forth as go. Hallelujah. When he has tested me, when he has tested me, I shall come forth as go. So, Lord, I am on your side. Lord, I will persevere. You have learned of the perseverance of Job. When he has, he knows the way that I take. He knows the way that I go. When he has tested me, I am going to come out looking all good. Shining. He refused to be bitter against God. I mean, he had his own issues. There were some things that Job said that if I say it right now, <laughs> it's only been funny. But ultimately, he stayed on God's side. And when it was all said and done, God restored him. The Bible says in Job chapter 42, he says, and verse 10, And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friend. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. He's the one that said, I know that my Redeemer lives. Do you have and do you know that your Redeemer lives? Thank God we serve a God who is alive. And any losses you may have suffered this year. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. May God restore like only he can. I said may God restore like only he can. As you stick and stay with God. 
may he restore like only he can. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I know that my Redeemer lives. Job 19.25 I know that my Redeemer lives and he shall stand at last on the earth. Oh, my God is alive. Oh, thank God, God is alive. We serve a God who is alive. I know that my Redeemer lives. We serve a God who is alive. And at the end, He shall stand. He shall show Himself strong on your behalf. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. As sure as you can count on, they will always follow night. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I see God wiping every tear of your eyes in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. The Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than he had before. He chose to stay on God's side. And Jesus said to, Jesus, Jesus said to his disciples, let us cross over and go over to the other side. Let's, let's move from where we are and go a step further. And even though Jesus had given that command that they should go, Matthew 14, 22, he says, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitude away. Jesus was the one that said they should go to the other side. But in the process, in the middle of the sea, they were tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. The fact that you are with Jesus doesn't mean that you will not go through suffering, you will not go through tests, you will not go through tribulations. No, there's, there's, there's nothing like that. Let us go over to the other side, and they run into a storm. But you see, the difference is who you are with, and what you choose to focus on in the midst of the storm. If you have Jesus on your side, you are going to be okay. But if you don't have Jesus in your boat, then it's a different story. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, may you make a decision to stick with Jesus. And if you don't have a relationship with him, this is the time. This is the day to make a decision for the Lord. Don't keep putting that decision off. He's the only one that can help you. Not only in this season, but all throughout the seasons of life. The difference between others... Those who make it and those who don't make it is who, who, you who you are with and who you choose to focus on. Even though Jesus said they should go to the other side, they ran into the storm. But when they ran into the, into, in, into the storm, Jesus Christ delivered them. I pray in the name of Jesus, no matter the test, no matter the trial, no matter the temptation, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, may God deliver you. In Jesus' name. Amen. I said, may God deliver you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 
it produces a certain character in you. Because once you get to the place where you realize that God will always come through, that's where you get to the place where the Apostle Paul got to, where he says, I glory in tribulations. In other words, devil, bring it on. When you bring it on, this is another opportunity for me to, I mean, for God to reveal himself strong on my behalf. That's the, that, that's the only reason. Because there is a hope that no matter what comes up, God will deliver you. Let's go to Dr. James again. I, I call him Dr. James. James. <laughs> the reason why I call him Dr. James, I'll, I'll give you a background to that. He made a statement. I'll just throw it in this one. This is not my note, but I'll just throw it in. <laughs> he made a statement um, he, when he was writing this letter. He, say, he, 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 he talked about the fact that your life is controlled by the tongue. The, the words of your mouth. And he said that the tongue, even though it's a small part of the body, controls the whole body. Like the, the, the rudder is used to control the ship. Years later, Scientists are discovering that there's a connection, there is a particular nerve in your brain that is tied to your tongue. And whatever your tongue speaks is what communicates to the brain and that's what controls your whole body. <laughs> so I call him Dr. James. The doctors could have just gone to the Bible and find out. Found out. <laughs> <laughs> it, so it, it plays a very important role but he made a statement here let's notice this let's notice what he said i mean if if if, if your tongue says that you are going to have a bad day today and you get up and and you begin to talk negative it, that it, your body moves in that direction it, 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 it's 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 scientifically proven but anyway he says in james chapter 1 verse 2 he says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. What? <laughs> Dr. James, what are you talking about? <laughs> count it all joy when you fall into trials. Notice this. He's saying something similar to what the Apostle Paul says. Verse 3 says, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work. That you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. We like the lacking nothing part, but we don't like the trial. <laughs> he says, count it all joy. Notice this. He doesn't say it's all joy. He says, count it. So you do the counting. When you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I count it all joy because I know that when it is all said and done, I will be perfect and I will lack nothing. In the mighty name of Jesus. So he says, consider the end of Job. Consider the end. Because, oh, thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. So I know it builds in you character. It builds in you hope. It builds in you endurance. You know that no matter what comes up, God will deliver you. I see God delivering you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. 
Count it all joy. The testing of your faith produces patience. Let this patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. May you lack nothing in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I said, may you lack nothing in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Count it all joy. Thank God for this trial. Because this is another opportunity. Oh, for my faith to be tested and my faith, I know the faith that God has given me will work. And out of this, I will get another testimony. So bring it on. Now I glory in tribulation. Tribulation don't drive you to the point of despair. We are crushed. We are pressed, but not crushed. We glory in those trials. We glory in those tests. Builds, I like to call it your, your faith muscles. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. I mean, what, what, what would we think about the Apostle Paul without his tests and his trials? No, 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 no. There will be no Bible. <laughs> Think about, I mean, jo Joseph. His tests and his trials. You see, when you read about all these people, you, you, okay, you say this one is Joseph. He went through a lot and he made it. And that's him. You read about the Apostle Paul, all that he went through. That's him. When it's your turn, no, it's not me. I don't, I don't. <laughs> you cry, why me? <laughs> <laughs> my Lord and oh my God. May you receive the grace to, for, of endurance in the name of Jesus. Amen. That's what makes the difference. There's, there's a certain man in the Bible. His name is, is called Demas. And this Demas, he was working with Paul. And when things were going well, he was with Paul. And when things were not, uh, he said, Apostle Paul, you, I, I, I know you're an apostle, but this one, <laughs> this one is, is really difficult. So the Bible says that it describes him. His name is mentioned only very few times. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10, he says, For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed for Thessalonica, Christians for Galatia, Titus for Dalmatia, only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me for ministry. Demas, where are you? He's gone. <laughs> Apostle Paul, you saw Jesus. You've been to the third heavens. You, you've done all these things. Where are you? Demas, imagine being in the Bible with this statement <laughs> about you. <laughs> May you not be the second Demas in Jesus' name. <laughs> he says he's gone. But he says, Luke is with him. And then he says, get Mark and bring him with you for he's youthful for me in the ministry. May you have that endurance. That's what we are focusing on this morning. May you have that endurance. Mark, at some point, also, there was a dispute between him and Paul. And Paul said, look, send, send, I mean, we, we are going on this journey. Let him not come. But later on, he said, call him and bring him back. He's useful for me. May God, you have that testimony that you are useful in the hands of God. 
may you have that testimony that you are useful in the hands of God. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Keep your faith to the very end. Don't throw away your faith. If you throw your faith, you are in big trouble. But thank God, your faith will stand in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Imagine, I mean, uh, in, in, in the Olympics or in any race, the one who throws in the towel just when it, it's get, it, they are getting to the finish, finishing line. Nothing. One time in 2002, uh, during the Winter Olympics, they, 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 were, they, were, they were doing this skating competition, and four leading athletes were targeted. They were very good. And there was this fifth runner. He wasn't, he wasn't so good. And towards the end of the, of the game, the four leading athletes got into a, a crash. And when they got into the crash, while they were trying to sort themselves out, the fifth person, who wasn't so fast, came and he, he bypassed all of them and he won the race. <laughs> so... so they reviewed it. I said, no, no, he, 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 won, he won it the right way. <laughs> Imagine he had said he was not going to run because everybody said that these people are the ones favored. Or at some point when, he, when they were all ahead, he takes his skating boots off, throws it away and says, we are done here. I'm going home. There's no use. That's what happens when you throw in the You see, the thing about it is that a, a minute before your miracle, you don't know. No, no. <laughs> we know miracles happen. Miracles happen. But how do you explain a miracle? It's an act of God. Even if God has answered one prayer before, it's a miracle. Because you can't answer your own prayer. You try it and see. <laughs> we are crushed, but not, we are pressed, but not crushed. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, may you build stamina in, in, in God. May you not be described like Demas. He's gone. He's loved the world and he's, he's, not, he's somewhere. May you stick with God. Always stay on God's side. Trust that God is a good God. He's a faithful God and he will always come through. Keep your eyes on the Lord. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus that as we wrap up this season and enter another, another one, may God usher you into his very best for your life. Amen. I said may God usher you into his very best for your life. Amen. Be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Be like the disciples. And let me wrap up with this. Romans chapter 8. Notice this. Romans chapter 8. Verse 35. Thank you Lord. Romans 8. 35. Thank you Lord. Romans chapter 8. Verse 35. He says. Who shall separate us. From the love of Christ. Shall tribulation. Or distress. Or persecution. Or famine, or nakedness, or peril. He says, as, as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. 
We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet, oh, every time I see this, this that word in the Bible, I'm glad. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm persuaded, that means I'm sure, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. Beautiful. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Nothing. Tribulation, no. Distress, no. Persecution, no. In fact, the more you increase the persecution, the more we also put press on the gas pedal. <laughs> Don't be afraid of persecution. Or famine. Or nakedness. Or peril. Or sorrow. These are serious things. These are not, these are not your everyday, th I mean, these are, not, these, are not, these are not normal things. Tribulation, distress, persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. The ordinary person, if these things come, they will say, Jesus, uh, I love you so much. I thank God for your love. But this one, hmm, I, I'm not sure about this. <laughs> Oh, but yes, yeah, somebody say yes. yes. It says yet. Yes. In all of these things, we are more than conquerors. You are more than a conqueror. Nothing will be able to defeat you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. My Lord and my God, Lord, in the name of Jesus, nothing will separate me from the love of Christ. Nothing will separate me from believing in the fact that you love me. Nothing will separate me from believing in the fact that you love me. And Lord, I love you as well. I will not let anything separate me from the love of Christ. I am persuaded and I am on a firm foundation. Oh, my Lord and my God, I know that my Redeemer lives. I know that my God is alive. I know that I serve a good God. I know that I'm on God's side and God is on my side. I stay on that side. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I am more, you are more than a conqueror through him who loved you. Be rooted and grounded on that love. God loves you. You are unique. You are created for a purpose. He has a plan and he's working on that plan. And as you cooperate with him, you will see the fullness of that plan. 
neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. That means that there are some things ahead. <laughs> but I, would, I have determined. You have, to, you have to make the decision before the, thing, the things come. I am determined that nothing will separate me from the love of Christ. Nor height, nor death, nor any created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. What a glorious promise. What a glorious place to be in. Since we are more than conquerors. Thank God, in Christ Jesus, the battle has been won. He defeated Satan, and he is a defeated foe, and now he has given us the name. My God. The name that is above every other name. At the mention of the name Jesus, every knee bows of beings in heaven, of beings on earth, and beings underneath the earth. I wasn't there when Jesus defeated him. But thank God he has given me the key. Amen. Hallelujah. I am more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. Through Christ Jesus. Who loved us. And gave himself for us. Thanks be to God. So he says that now we glory in our sufferings. We glory in our tests. We glory in our trials. Because we know that our God will always come through for us. He will always de deliver us. He, when he has tried me, I will come where he has tested me. I will come out as gold. There is hope for you. No, no case is too hopeless. And in, and in second year or so in college, uh, thank God, God has kept me strong and healthy because he knew that I must be in the earth for a time as this. I was so stressed. I... I, I, I I don't know. Some things is hard to explain. When death visits you, it's a different story. I knew my life was oozing. I, 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 there's no other way to explain, explain it. They took me to the doctor. The doctor said, there's nothing wrong with you. And I was praying, and others were praying. My pastor was praying. And God, one of time someone came and said, I see God has lifted you up from this bed, and you are out preaching the gospel. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You will not die before your time. You will not die. I said you will not die before your time. Amen. You will live to fulfill all that God has planned for your life. In the name of Jesus. But always, always want to leave this morning with us. Stay on God's side. The psalmist of old said, he said, before I was afflicted, I went astray. It is when we stray from God and his word, Psalm 119 verse 67, before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now, 
I keep your word. Don't stray from God's path. Stay always stay on God's path. And in the name of Jesus, if you are strayed from God's path, may God help you to get back on the right track. But then he also says in the same verse 71, Psalm 119, verse 71, he says, It is good for me that I have been afflicted that I may learn your statutes. The test, the trial, the afflictions. That I went through, he says that I may learn your statutes. Even if suffering and hardship and you go through a difficult time, don't blame God. God is never your problem. God is the one trying to help you. And you receive his help this morning in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I see God moving on your behalf. I said I see God moving on your behalf. He will do a mighty work in your life. You will see the hand of God at work in your life. He said he will never leave you nor forsake you. But you see the character that needs to be developed in you, let God mold that character. Some of the, some of the pressures, uh, we bring it on ourselves. Uh, if there's a, there, there are deliverables and deadlines, or some, 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 sometimes we, we just bring... We, we just bring the pressures on ourselves. That's what we're talking about. If you've even brought the pressure on yourself, you can always ask God. And God is merciful and compassionate. Maybe you make some wrong decisions. You make some wrong turns. You can always ask God and say, Lord, restore me. Bring me back to the place where you have ordained for my life. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says he's checking. He took them into the wilderness. To check what was in their hearts. When Job prayed for his friends, the friends kept pointing fingers at him, accusing him. He repent, do all these things. He says, when he forgave his friends and prayed for them, God restored and gave double. Sometimes you have to forgive and let go. He said, No, no, you, you are, I just let go. And as you do, God will restore in the name of Jesus. And you keep walking as more than a conqueror. Amen. I've talked long enough. We'll continue. Amen. Let's pray. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk. So sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.